Hello, welcome to another Exchange Less Square Theatre podcast. My guest this week is Rick Edwards. It's going to be great. Do remember that you can get still get eight free beers for just for £2.95 packaging posting by going to beer52.com slash uh, You can then cancel. You can cancel by email or direct message on Twitter if you're having trouble getting through to them on phone. Uh, or you can carry on getting eight beers for £24 a month. It's nice beer. If you like drinking beer, I've stopped drinking beer because I'm on a diet. You must have noticed I'm looking pretty skinny. Hey, look, uh, there's also lots of gigs coming up. A lot of Rahalastapas coming up and some very exciting guests, too, uh, starting to be announced. Uh, look, on the 18th to the 20th of January, the Bristol Slapstick Festival is going on. I'm not doing podcasts there exactly, but I am interviewing the goodies, Tim Vine, and a couple of the guys behind the Inbetweeners. Um, on the 19th of January, the festival runs from the festival runs from the 18th to the 20th of January. Go to richhang.com slash gigs for details. Goodies is nearly sold out, so be quick. Um, on the 1st of February, I'm coming to Wolverhampton to do a Raha Lustapa, but at the Bilston Town Hall. Um, again, got a few ideas for guests, but no one's confirmed yet. It's selling pretty well, but it's not sold out, and a lot of them have sold out straight away, but it's Wolverhampton, what are you expecting? 4th of February, we start with a brand new series of Richard Hanks' Leicester Square Theatre podcast at the Leicester Square Theatre. Uh, go to richhanks.com or to leicestersquaretheatre.com to get tickets. 4th of February, I can tell you we have Emily Attack on from off of who's I'm a Celebrity, Who's a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. I think it's called that. Um, and on the 11th of February, very exciting, we have actor David Morrissey and Rob Bryden. So come on, that might even be sold out by the time you see this. But get there and buy tickets. Even without guests, they're selling pretty well. They go on till the 1st of April. Also got Matt Ford uh, confirmed for the 4th of March, I think. I'm also in Bath on the 15th of February at the Comedia. Lots of tickets there. But also, hey, they do brilliant dinner there. Genuinely, I get one for free. And it's awesome. Um, so why not book a dinner ticket and have dinner before the show? Um, come on down, Bath. That'll be fun. So Bristol Bath, Wolverhampton, uh, Brighton and uh, Birmingham. I'm not only doing Towns Beginning with B. I've sold out, but we might be adding an extra show early at Brighton with a different guest. So you can come to both or you can uh, come to that one if you've missed out on the first one. Do come and see us live. There's lots of exciting stuff coming up in 2019. This is the year... Rahalastapa becomes quite good. You've waited long enough. Hope you enjoy it. Do come and see us live. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who is back on the telly. He's been on the telly. It's Richard Herrick. <laughs> man, you're much better than last week's audience. Uh, so, yeah. You literally are. Hello, welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Uh, I was hanging around with Spanky McFarland uh, the other day. Yes, that's right, the character from the 1920s Hour Gang that then became the Little Rascals. That's right. I'm surprised that reference didn't get more. <laughs> he calls it Rehellistopus, so I don't know if that's going to catch on. Yeah, I've just, um, as we're recording this on the 12th of November, I've just been uh, on TV. Did anyone see me on TV this evening? <laughs> Call yourself Richard Herring fan. I've been on the House of Games. It's a very exciting House of Games. I'm on all this week uh, up against Rachel Riley, uh, that newsreader lady. She's Katie Dern at Dur- Durham. Uh, she's very clever. And one of the JB from JLS or something, can he? <laughs> He's not clever. He, he was no, 
he, he was not, he's not going to win. I'm going I'm to let you know that. He's not going to win. The, the, the people at home know who won. Uh, people here, all they know is that I came third on episode one. But yeah, that's my tactic. <laughs> slowly, slowly catchy monkey. Uh, so it's... Um, so it's very exciting to be back on the telly. I'm enjoying that. And uh, I won't be talking about stone clearing anymore on this podcast uh, because, well, no, because I now have a dedicated stone clearing podcast called Stone Clearing with Richard Herring. So do go and check that out. <laughs> by the time this comes out at home, there should be at least 10 episodes up by the time the... I've, I've already recorded four... Well, this, I'll be recording four podcasts today. Uh, three, if you're listening at home. Because uh, I've done a stone clearing one, I've done a scummy mummies one, and I've done one, this one here, and, then, and I'm not doing another one later. I don't know why I said four. Uh, so, <laughs> doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I'm all talked out, but I'm ex- overexcited and have clearly gone mentally uh, ill. So, it's fine. Don't worry about that. Uh, and I've been mainly looking after the kids this week. I've got, uh, this week I'm, I'm recording, um, the week coming up I'm recording uh, my second series of Relativity, which will be out on uh, Radio 4 uh, in January, I think. Uh, but, so, so I've had to make up some time being a father, you know, do, I mean, I'm not asking for plaudits, it's my fucking job. Uh, but uh, I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I don't really like the one-year-old. <laughs> It's really annoying. I mean, it's just really difficult to look after. He's worked out how to get out of things, so you put him in a high chair and you turn your back, and then he suddenly is draped over and about to fall on his head. I mean, he's an idiot. He's going to die. I hope he is dead by the time this goes out. And um, save us all. Well, I don't want now put a bit of effort into him. I, if he was going to die, he should have died at the beginning. And then now I've invested 13 months in him. I'm, I'm going to keep him a fucking life now. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. But uh, I was thinking, you know, people say, oh, I love my children. I don't have a favourite child. I love my... It's bollocks. It's absolute bollocks. Everyone knows. It's like you've got brothers and sisters. You've got a favourite brother or sister. If you've got two, you know that. You don't like one of them as much as the other because they're human beings. Your parents, you prefer one of your parents to the other. You, like, you know that's true. Don't fall for this bullshit. The, I love my daughter loads. I think my son's a dick. So it's... I'm a, <laughs> She's definitely my favourite and always will be. And uh, I hope you're listening to this, Ernie. <laughs> In the future. Oh, I, love my, I love them both equally. No, you don't. He might, you know, he's got a chance to build up over the years if he, if he improves a bit. Just shits himself all the time. It's ridiculous. So it's... Phoebe never did that. Uh, so, um... I think we'll crack on. Uh, that was an improvised bit of stand-up. Oh, I hope my wife listens to this podcast. She's going to love it. So, uh, it's... My guest tonight is uh, probably best known. I mean, it's difficult to choose between his best known roles. Uh, you know him from Doctor Who Live, The After Party. So he... <laughs> and uh, you'll also know him from Hollyoaks, in which he played himself, which, given those are the only two things he's done, that is... Must have been confusing for the viewers. Will you please welcome Rick Edwards, ladies and gentlemen. It's Rick Edwards. Welcome, thank you. Come on in. Come on in, sit down. Yes, not an extensive CV, but a strong one. A strong <laughs> one. very good. You've done many other things, but I, those are the two that stuck out for me. They Do- leap off the they page, did. don't they? They really do. <laughs> Doctor Who Live? I don't remember. Was there a live episode of Doctor Who? No, it, no. Was, for the, um, it was for the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Yeah. And I had a, a memory of liking Doctor Who when I was a child. And so when they said, do you want to do that? I was like, yeah, sure. And then I had to watch the current episodes. Mm, that's good. Um, but I, I did the show anyway. And the highlight of it was there was a live... It was me and Zoe Ball... And uh, there was a live link-up 
with uh, LA and two people from one direction. Right. And the, the delay was about 35 seconds. <laughs> uh, and they could just hear themselves back. And it was, it was genuinely amazing car crash telly. Good. And I wasn't directly involved. It was Zoe handling it. So it was perfect for me. Good. And was yeah. it, it's the after party. So there was a party. And then you were the after party. You were talking about the party when the party had finished. was just people clearing up. Yeah, so sort of. I mean, I don't Bottles really remember like the the party bit. Actually, yeah. <laughs> so I think I wasn't invited to that. Okay, it's very much the aftermath. Yeah. And uh, Holly, I've always wanted to be on Hollyoaks. I've always, I, it could happen for you yeah. still. <laughs> it really be, could. I could be one of the granddads yeah. now. <laughs> I could be come and run the pub. I wanted to be like. I think it's. I think I'm too old now. I think it'd be disgusting. But when I was forty, I wanted to be like an older man who came to Hollyoaks and just slept with all the women in it. Which I think would yeah. be fine when you were 40. That wouldn't be creepy, right? Sleep. All the ones over 16. I'm not sick. 15 maximum. The actresses would be uh, over. I think. I think. The characters, pervy, not me. Yeah. I think keep the dream alive. Yeah. I think you could still do it. I, I, I had that dream, and Dan Tetzel, who I've done a lot of podcasts with, mm. uh, then got on Hollyoaks and basically got that role. Did he do that? Well, he how had, old he, was he? He, he, was, he and was, how old were they? He, he was. He dated Carm. Is it Carmel? Was the one he done it? I don't know. The blonde one he dated, and I think he got off with another one. They have to, haven't they? It's all. Oh, that's, like, yeah, that's good it's like being on Strictly yeah. Come Dancing you have to have sex with the dancer yes, yes you have to you do and you the dancers do. have to have sex with you it's a kind of horrific yeah sort of slavery at least they don't televise that yeah they... <laughs> that really would be you know <laughs> I'd like to much. see Sean Walsh up to his plums um, I just actually um, saw a Sean Walsh poster backstage did you? Yeah, uh, yeah, a, a tour a called uh, Sean to be wild yeah. and I, I amazingly I found myself liking him even less <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I was surprised. Thought I'd reached rock bottom. <laughs> no, still a bit of space. Uh, what, what, what did you do? What, what was you'll be playing yourself on Hollyoaks? Yeah, I played myself. Uh, I think I was trying to buy a Christmas tree, but then hilariously, in Chester. Uh, yeah, you went to Chester. You live near Chester? No, no, no. Just I was up there. I was up there anyway. looking for a Christmas yeah. tree. I was just. Um, <laughs> But I think, actually, I was sort of playing myself, but yeah. then I wonder if I was... Actually, yeah, if you really start to scrutinise it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but I was there, and uh, I was by a Christmas tree, and then a Christmas tree, I think, wouldn't fit through the door. Okay. So there's a bit of... Um, yeah, so I was sort of trying to channel Laurel and Hardy, but yeah. I don't know if that necessarily landed. <laughs> um, yeah. You have a reputation of being a man who'll travel a long distance for a Christmas tree bargain. That is, Ooh, that is yeah, what, if anything... No, absolutely if right, yeah. Anything is said about you. I think I got the Christmas tree free. That's the, sort of the point, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I see, because, yeah... You're a celebrity, so you can. Yeah. Uh, so I'm drinking... Travel to Chester, get a... We've yeah. got some new uh, craft beers in. This one's called Daft Monk. That's why I went for that. That's Daft Monk, that looks like fun. Would you like a craft beer? Um, there's different... There's a... Is it rude to say no? It isn't. You're, fi- you're absolutely fine to say no. Oh, hang on a minute. There's one called Ghanaian Spiced Porter. Crack, yeah. crack me open that, please. That? Yeah. Yeah. It really is called that. It is, well, yeah, I thought, yeah. no, it I thought this one was called Mrs. McCluskey. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just the writing. It's called Club Mexicana. It's very different. Than Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> but it, made, it made me think there is a market for a grain chill. Oh, yeah. crack me open a Zamo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got a big kick to it, isn't it? <laughs> Still on the so, dock. Cheers, beer52.com slash If you, you know, If you want to get I, some um, free beers. My, I, I also don't want to talk about myself too much. Also no, do a podcast, no big do. deal. Everyone's got a podcast, famously. And uh, we occasionally also plug these, yeah. these beers. 
um, but less less convincingly than you do it. <laughs> well, I find uh, you know I find the sponsorship thing weird, but I'm happy to get drunk. What I found um, is that drinking these beers they're quite strong, aren't they? Uh, what I found is it severely impedes the podcast and makes oh, no. <laughs> and makes I mean, it no. terrible. It makes the podcast <laughs> absolutely terrible. I mean, I already feel severely impeded. Just <laughs> a one uh, sip of the and, you know, Spice. I had I had maybe a oh, quarter wow. of a bottle in the first one last week. I only, only did one in the one last week, and uh, yeah. it's. I'm good at covering up. That's the thing. No one knows that. Because uh, yeah, with the amount of... Because I guess you've got it for the whole evening, the yeah. Square Theatre, so you could probably fit more in, couldn't well, you? Yeah, could do. Never thought more, about it. Like. Be more economical. Yeah, yeah, it, would. it would. See, I couldn't say economical then, because I'd had yeah, yeah. one <laughs> sip of <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> lashed. So it's, it's a um, terrible idea. And they have, they've only paid enough to sort of pay for about... Uh, a third of the filming, you know. Well, I'm not even making any money out of it, but I'm getting some free beer, and that is, I'm going to make the yeah. most of that, Rick. I'm going to be, um, I think I'm mainly on the water now. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, one sip of the Ghana and spiced, and I'm done. It is really good. That is the best one I've had. Uh, you know, a lot of them are really horrible. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, you did go, let me try a little bit of this. this was it's a, just, was I, a, I think if you like a porter, then maybe that's okay, but... Um... Yeah, that's a weird, weird choice. Yeah. <laughs> a, yeah. No offence yeah. to Ghana. And there's no, 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 no. many spices. <laughs> I'm um, not sure they were involved in it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your podcast. I was listening to it today. It's, yes, it's, yes. A, very, it's a highbrow podcast, I would say. Oh, well, that's very, that's very, it's all relative, Richard. It is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's um, it's called. I mean, I'm sure you know this. Uh, it's called Science-ish, and we look at sort of big science questions through the prism of popular culture, normally films. Um, so tomorrow we're recording a couple, uh, and we're very open about the fact that we record a couple on the same day. And I think it's very weird when people aren't. Um, but uh, uh, and the one that I'm going to be leading uh, on is Fight Club, and we're going to be talking about pain. And specifically, okay. how much pain is too much pain, and the kind of science of pain, and so that's the, that's an example of the kind of thing. Yeah. We do. Well, yeah. I was listening to one about Rick and Morty, which was about uh, alternate universes. Yes. Which I'm interested yes. in. It's yes. an interesting subject. Yes. But that's that's a kind of point mind blowing subject. You've got yeah. like a proper uh, scientist, uh, Doctor Michael Brooks. Doctor Michael Brooks. Yes, he's a um, he is absolutely a proper proper scientist, science writer, uh, PhD in quantum physics. Um, he he kind of steers the ship yeah uh, and then I occasionally chip in with um, banal questions but you know your stuff as well I do I mean I, I know a bit of stuff because yeah. I did do a science degree and I do like science but uh, I'm not a not a science expert I mean how did you do a science degree because you look like a sort of model or something and like, if you look at the front row of this audience these guys have, I mean that guy's done a science degree he's a nuclear physicist mm. that's what I imagine something is interesting <laughs> science looks like well, I mean, did you do an experiment where you put yourself into some kind of mannequin or something that yeah. came to life? Have you ever seen the start of Captain America, the <laughs> film? Uh, no, I... Um, uh, well, it was a slightly... It was an odd experience because I actually started off doing maths. Um, and I did maths uh, at a university where people who really like maths do maths um, and the people I was worried when I went to do it that the people were going to be quite odd um, <laughs> and I hadn't prepared myself really for how odd yeah. they were uh, to the extent that I had to I basically gave up because I, I didn't have any friends <laughs> I, I didn't know how to um, um, and they, they looked at me uh, like I was scum yeah 
Um, which, in a way, I was. Yeah. Um, so, I'm yeah. on their side, I have to say. Yeah. I had, I had an earring. Like, they just, yeah. you know, they weren't into that. No. Um, and rightly so. And you had, to work in, you had to work in groups, and they wouldn't let me uh, into their group. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't do any of my work. <laughs> it's actually heartbreaking. I genuinely I was going to sad, ask you, because but... you are a very good-looking man, and I know how that can be. You know, I know how... Yeah. <laughs> Well, you must have you, friends you who are... Uh, you, get, yeah. you, get, you get judged and people... But yeah. is it... Do you think it's... Uh, I mean, obviously, in TV, it's a positive thing in that it, it probably people want to see attractive people on TV, but is it, do you think it... Um, do, are there any negative sides to it, do you think? Uh, I mean... I'm apart say, from not being able to hang around yeah, with people yeah, like yeah, maths. Yeah. <laughs> apart from not being able to complete my maths degree. Um, uh, no, I don't, no. I don't think so. No. I think it would be quite Good. an odd... Thing to to bemoan. Well, do you think people ju- do you think like people judge you unfairly and th- and think you aren't going to be you know doing a science podcast and yeah, but I think that's okay. Like yeah. I don't it doesn't really. Um, it's nice to surprise people. It's it? nice to surprise. I, yeah. I've been very surprised. Thank For example, I mean, I was on House of Games. I won. Yeah. No pressure, Richard. We don't, we don't know no what happens pressure. in the next four days, do we? And I wasn't up against JB. <laughs> <laughs> I was up against Rachel Riley, who also did maths. Yes. And she must have been in a lot of trouble if you, what you say is true. So, um, yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about Rick and Morty? Do you want to talk about Rick and Morty a bit? I, I enjoy Rick and Morty yeah, a, I, an awful lot. I, th- I think Rick and Morty is one of my favourite shows. A bit, do people, people familiar with Rick and Morty? Feels like that kind of crowd. They are. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it, it's it's wonderful, and and also, the the science in it is really quite sort of sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're a little bit fast and loose with it, but um, some very um, very spicy ideas in there, and 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 I love it, and I kind of um, yeah, I think I'd sort of slightly want to be that Rick. Yes. Um, because he's amazing, has an amazing life, <laughs> to basically do whatever he likes. Well, you could be. If the universe is infinite, then you are. That there there is one you version are. of me doing that, <laughs> yeah. and that's heartening in a way. See, I think about alternate universes that yeah. there won't be another version of you, because there's enough infinity in the history of the planet Earth that only one of you could still spring up, I think. You know no, what I mean? think because that's a misunderstanding. No, I don't infinity. think it is a misunderstanding. Because every single no, well, it is. It is okay. <laughs> Why should? Because like, if every if every single re, if every single thing is possible, yeah, then there's just there's you know the planet the human beings too many. Too human much. beings won't turn up most of the infinity yeah, planets. Most, yeah, yeah, but that's not quite. <laughs> and so when they do, yeah, the six hundred million sperm that were in the race to create Rick Edwards. Mm. What that a race. One, yeah. Your one will only get through Commission that. every now BBC and again. three. <laughs> so, and then... And a that, retrospective. All the way back. I think, you know, there will be... Talking the, heads were the ones that didn't make it. <laughs> I think there's... I think there's enough... In, I think there's enough... I think there's They're enough... They're all dead, actually. It's quite sad. <laughs> I think enough... Um, I think there's enough infinity for every, all the infinities to be different. Uh, n- uh, there isn't. There is. Um, <laughs> so, so I mean, it depends really. If you look at, um, um, so there's there's various ways that you can arrive at uh, a kind of multiverse situation, um, and one of them is via quantum theory, um, and you end up with something called infinite Hilbert space, which isn't really a, a, a physical space, but it's um, it, it's uh, somewhere that everything that can happen does happen 
and every permutation. And there is no, there's no, because it's infinite, there is no limit to its size. Therefore, um, there will be other, I mean, what if it, there will be an if, infinite number of what if, there, what if, what if um, it gets full? Yeah. Well, there's, a, there's actually, I mean, I don't know if you want to do this necessarily, but there's I do a, want to do. a thing called the uh, Hilbert's Hotel, yeah. uh, which is a thing about the As sizes the, of infinities. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a nice little mathematical proof that um, if you have your infinitely sized hotel with infinite number of hotel rooms and, you, uh, and then it's full uh, and then another guest arrives... Uh, you can actually show quite easily that there's not really a problem and you can accommodate them. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's sort of the point of infinity. Yeah, but I can do an infinite number of things now, like just point my finger in different places. Yeah, and, and, and in so, infinite Hilbert space, yeah. all of those possibilities are playing out. Not this and one. This is... <laughs> no, no, because it's playing out here. <laughs> what about if... Um, I mean, most of the other herrings have probably got a, a bit more respect for themselves, of course, and aren't doing that. What, <laughs> but. what about just like impossible things? So there are things that are impossible that can't happen. Yes. So uh, I can suddenly go from here, someone bursts in and go, Rich, you're the Prime Minister now, that's not going to happen. But no, you no, think, that, no that, that could happen. No, it can't happen. Why, why not? Because well, that wouldn't possibly happen in this universe, or so it couldn't possibly happen just suddenly now. It could, there could be a chain of events that led to me being Prime Minister, but they couldn't just come in. Like, King Henry VIII couldn't come in here now and go, I've come back to life. Oh, no, that, that, that is true. No, he yeah, can't. So there's loads of things that couldn't happen. So yeah. that means there's more things that couldn't happen that but can someone happen. Could, but someone could... Run in and say that. They could say that, but then they go, now Prime Minister. Then they go, oh no, sorry, I'm not, I've got no authority. Someone just shouted out just as a test. (laughs) (laughs) Great, fuck um, fuck this. There we we go. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to kneel before you, (laughs) anything like that? Yes, please. Well, that's that's how you got the gig. So uh, it's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm over 50 now, I'm not fussy. It's fine. I'm only 15, Richard. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is uh, inappropriate. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, a very, it's a very interesting and intellectual podcast, which I was not expecting from someone who looked like you. Yeah, so, so, that, yeah. Maybe that says I've, You've more made that about, point now a maybe that, says, <laughs> maybe that says more about me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, but, uh, well, let's talk about uh, backgammon, because actually I'm a patron of Scope, and you're doing an event for uh, Scope. Are you going to come on? I'm playing in the backgammon I, I don't think I am because I think you're pretty good at backgammon, aren't you? I, I used to play against my 15-year-old nephew and, and? win money off him. Oh, he, that's nice. He didn't understand <laughs> how backgammon worked, but I don't think I could play. You, you play like semi... No, I, I, in tournaments. I'm very, I'm a very keen backgammon player. I'm not amazing, but I have played in... I did go and play in an international tournament in Copenhagen, um, which I've the got... The home a, of backgammon, that's where yeah, it... That's where it, that's where it happened. Also, nice. I mean, I don't know how many people are in, but one person sort of went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> which actually is a better reaction than backgammon normally gets. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, I love it. And uh, yes, I am... I think I'm sort of hosting yeah. an, a backgammon, charity backgammon tournament, and then playing in it. Yeah. Um, which is kind of uh, win-win for me. It is. That's pretty good. Yeah, you uh, should go play. I can come down. And go have on, a crack. come down and have a go. A couple of years ago, I was a prize at that event that someone got to come and have lunch with me. Really? <laughs> me, and my, me and my wife. Yeah, they did. Bid, they, did they, they have bid to bid on it. it? They had to bid on it. Yeah. How much did you go for? I don't think. I'm not sure. 
It was quite a nice lunch. I'm not sure they made enough to go. Unless the lunch was given for free. I mean, I thought it was... I said I'd allow that to happen, but I was, I was dubious. But the people seemed happy to have lunch with me. Maybe they just wanted a lunch. I'd be very anxious in we, a scenario like that. Yeah. that people what, if you were coming to have lunch with me? Yeah, very, very <laughs> anxious. Yeah, Thinking, I shouldn't have bid £40 for this. <laughs> <laughs> I went in too high. <laughs> it is a weird thing to put yourself up like that. But thank you for supporting Scope, who are a fantastic charity you yes. should all support. Yeah. But, no, no, but don't much, let it build anymore. Yeah, but <laughs> there's some people around the back. <laughs> Rest going, no, don't like disabled people. I'm not applauding that. I'm not, not applauding that. But much more popular than backgammon. <laughs> it is. So, uh, what's the best uh, uh, tactic in backgammon to what's the what's the, your winning strategy? Well, strategy in case I the, come up against you. Yeah, oh yeah, do I, do I want to give this away? Mm. No, I will give it away. It's fine. Um, I think you need to be a bit more attacking at the start mm. than you than you think, okay. and you don't you really don't mind leaving yourself vulnerable at the start of the game. Yeah. And when I start when I first was playing backgammon, I'd always try and keep my pieces safe, particularly towards your home. No need, absolutely no need. No. Okay. Yeah. That's Just go for it. Go for, go for it. it. Yeah. And do you play that if you roll a double at the start, you double the cube doubles straight away, or do you not play that rule? Uh, why, is, that, why? is that a rule? Well, just you, to, you, throw, you know that there's the doubling dice, isn't it? Yeah, if you throw yeah. if you both throw, if you throw a double to start, oh, then it goes to two, and then if you do another, I played with my friend Andrew Mackay. He like got seventeen that. quid off me because he won. I won all the games, but he won the one that it was eighteen because we'd thrown doubles. That no, but I like that. Yeah, should do that. Yeah, try that. I will do that. Thank you very much, Richard. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, let's have a look. What else? You got married in Kew Gardens. That's exciting. Yeah, I did get married in Kew Gardens. Um, did you uh, Did you rent out the whole of Kew Gardens for your wedding, or was there people looking around Kew Gardens while the, you were getting there married? Was, there was a sort of half-hour um, crossover, right. when, which was not, I would, I mean, not perfect, yeah. when there were a lot of people... Uh, milling around <laughs> whilst we were whilst our guests were arriving right um, and then the whole thing was yours like in the evening was it yeah so That's from good, sort of um, like five but it just shut so you know, know but fuck you garden do anything you want yeah we'll have a wank in the cactus <laughs> bottle of mark we we Are got a um, we uh, rented <laughs> Dangerous. A, a Q Explorer. Yeah. The the little train yes. that, go, that goes around. Yeah. And immediately after the ceremony, so there's a couple of them and all of the guests piled on. Brilliant. Um, and with, with their drinks and they had a nice tour around Kew Gardens. And I think there was some quite poor, poor behaviour. <laughs> uh, people you know, just like people a bit a bit drunk and a bit excited and kind of like pulling off rhododendrons. Oh, really? Um, and then the the Q the Q Gardens employees saying, "Well, obviously, don't do that." <laughs> Did you That's get billed really for the, the vandalism? Um, I think. I mean, we got we certainly got billed. I tell you that. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't. I couldn't even bear to look at the itemising. <laughs> <laughs> I would just go and play in that. You know, there's that uh, kids bit. Well, you won't know because you haven't got kids. But there's a kids bit. Oh, I know it. And there's like a, there's a pool just full of little orange beads you can jump into. Full of orange. It's like a sandpit, but it's got little orange beads in it. Not, you know what I'm uh, like, like a miniaturised ball pool. Yeah, but it's well, they're they're more like bits of plastic, but it's like sand, like a sandpit, but made out of plastic. And do I it's do brilliant. I sink into it, or I, am I? Well, it's always full of children, so I, you know, it's, no. I, I reckon if you just Could had that you to yourself, I think if there were no kids in there and it was full. The thing I did a thing in it, but in as it cursed me about it, because all the all the beads come out because the kids chuck them out, and then yeah. there's a man whose job is to brush them all back in again. Uh, but but at, least, at least he's got a brush. He's not like doing it one by one. But <laughs> who would he, do something that stupid? He is the most grumpy looking 
<laughs> he's the most grumpy looking man in, uh, in the a world. field full of tiny orange balls. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. You've, made, you've piqued my interest in it now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask... <laughs> someone, someone cackled then. <laughs> good, good to have the witches in. Just have to... Uh, actual cackle. Right, I'm going to try and find one I haven't asked uh, before. Do you, like, do you like your laugh? My laugh? No, I don't really like my voice or my laugh. I, I wouldn't think, listen to this yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's tough. I think your own laugh is a, yeah. not yours specifically, yeah, no, but just one, one's own laugh. Well, uh, you don't I'm not what... directing that at the cackler. Yeah, but, that hurt. That, but I mean, obviously, I'll have hurt. a think about it. <laughs> I'm going to ask you... Uh, oh, this is an interesting question from the first line. It's a long one. Mm-hmm. If you had to have the head of another human being grafted onto your shoulders in order to save space and resources, <laughs> whose head would you be okay with having placed next to yours? Would it be better or worse if it was your partner's? How much money would you have to be paid to go along with the arrangement? What if, this, the, what if it was your head that was going to be put on someone else's body? Have a good think about it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't all be bad. Yeah, how, yeah, how long do I get to think about it? <laughs> as long I as guess. you want, as long as it takes. So, well, it, when you started the question, I thought it was that my head was getting lopped off and then replaced with another head. No, no, it's another head added onto very... your shoulder, like Zaphod Beeblebrox, I guess I'm thinking y- yeah, of. Yeah, sure. Because but it's the, not your head, it's not a clone of you, it's a different person's yeah, head. Yeah, di- so a different head. I think I'm immediately ruling out my wife, and not in yeah. a bad way, but I think that sort of a bee... I mean, you, well, you can't really kiss, you no. can't do any of the fun stuff. Well, you can't have sex because... Well, well she, yeah, she hasn't got a body anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd, I, I much prefer... I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I prefer yeah. my wife having a body. <laughs> okay. Um, so she's, she's out. Like Realistically, yeah. I might have uh, Dr. Michael... Brooks grafted okay. on here. For great brain on him. Also, we spend a lot of time together because of the podcast, and I think it would just be quite convenient. He, I think, would consider it to be... He, he won't mind me saying this. He's out of shape. And <laughs> he would consider it to be an upgrade. Yeah. I think everyone would be a winner. Yeah. It's an upgrade for him. Would you give the... him control of one of the arms, one half of the body? That's up for negotiation, isn't yeah. it, really? Um, I think I'd want to... I'll, mm, yeah, you can have one hand, maybe. Yeah. You don't, you don't you be worry too much, him. do you? Well, you, you, but then he could touch you and stuff, though. Yeah, but it'd feel like someone else was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Brooksy, which is not so great. <laughs> yeah, I'd know who it was. There's, um, there's some really horrible um, stuff that uh, people have done in the past. I mean, you know that. That's yeah. just a general thing. <laughs> so it's really awful. Yeah, really delve into history. Yeah. Bloody horrible. Um, but... Uh, people are quite interested in head transplants, and, and they still are. Um, and head transplants, of course, should be called body transplants because, I mean, it's Matt, but whatever, that's just a personal bugbear. Um, <laughs> because you don't wake up and think, oh, I've got a new head. No, that's true. Obviously. <laughs> that's insane. Um, but uh, the, there was some I'm Russian I'm glad we scientists. got that out there. Yeah, people, yeah, a yeah. lot of people are not ready to accept that. Yeah, it, but... well, it's true, though. Um, you are uh, correct. To the... Uh, this Russian scientist, a group of scientists, were grafting uh, dogs' heads onto other dogs' bodies. Yeah. And they were able to make them uh, survive. Yeah. And so you've just got two heads of the, exactly the situation yeah, you're, you're talking about. And the, the dogs will independently feed. Um, and you can have a look on YouTube at some of the footage. And it's, um, well, like I say, it's absolutely horrible. <laughs> Uh, but but relevant. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be that kind of thing, wouldn't it? So bad or good? Was it, were the dogs happy with it? I wouldn't. I, I don't. You could see a sort of sadness in a dog's <laughs> yeah. eyes, I think. Yeah. Um, Must and be a and bit they weird. didn't have massive longevity either. No. 
What about your head being put on someone else's body? Mm, I don't like that. Okay. Very much at all, actually. No. Uh, would Would you take it? Would I? Well, I take your head on my yeah. body. No, it's, no. No. no it's pretty, what about just for a bit? No, you've got a really big head. It would be. Different. I've got a big head. It would be, <laughs> it would be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I've already hurt my arm anyway, so you know. What about any other shoulder? I'm not an animal. Why have I hurt that arm? It's a good question, wasn't it? Was a, it is it was a good, good question. Good, yeah, good yeah, question. yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the most surprising thing you've ever found in a tumble dryer? I did you know what? I mean, maybe I haven't really lived, but the most surprising thing I've ever found is just, and it's not that surprising, it's just like the fragments of tissue. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's, that's really it. Yeah. And then sometimes my mum would, I don't know if they do these anymore, like the, um, those kind of tumble dryer sheets. Sheets, yeah. And sometimes they would end up sort of lodged in your trousers and so yeah. you'd be wearing them for a day without realising. See, but suddenly you thought the question had no answer and then you, yeah, but it does, you it, pulled that it, it, out it of the does, bag. But I don't, I sort of, I mean, is, is it surprising? I yeah, don't I'd know. Be, it would be surprising me because my mum didn't put those in the tumble dryer. We, we <laughs> yeah. didn't have a tumble dryer so I'd have been yeah. you would uh, amazed speedy. that you were allowed to look in someone else's tumble dryer. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be amazed that they found something unexpected in yeah, the tumble dryer we didn't Loads have. of other people's clothes. Uh, I found my cat Smithers in ours doing a wee. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. He, he used to get in there and do wees because it was just like a little enclosed... He didn't really understand. Yeah. It was a bit like a litter tray, isn't it? Yeah. A very expensive litter you put litter in the bottom tray. of it? No. It was quite annoying because then you've got cat wee in your tumble dryer which is probably the last thing you want in there mm. maybe not the last thing That's, no I'll tell you what you want you want to get some of those little sheets and that'll take the edge off <laughs> <laughs> don't know if it can cope with those I'll do one more and then I will do let's go classic which is probably in the first 100 um, I'll ask you this because you're a man of science have you yeah. ever seen a ghost well sort of yes yes and no in that when I was uh, okay how old was I when I Ghostbusters came out. Ghostbusters came out in 1984, 80... 84, 85? Yeah, I'd say 84. Something like that. Um, I think I saw it uh, on video a couple of... So I was maybe seven or eight, uh, and i just watched it, and the opening scene with the library ghost had obviously scarred me uh, horrendously, because it is genuinely scary. Um, you, you're familiar with the ghost I'm talking about? I am very familiar. And uh, I was going... Uh, I was at my... Uh, Nans, and so we're going up the stairs in the in the block of flats, uh, and I would always run up to the because she was at the top. I'd run up to the top to get to the door first, um, and I got up there and was absolutely convinced that I saw that ghost and ran down back down again right. screaming. Yeah, but much as uh, it felt like I had, looking back, I can see why I thought that yeah. it's because I've just seen the film yeah. so and the actor who played that role lived in that block of flats uh, yeah it was my, coming and putting milk yeah, I should have said sorry it was my nan <laughs> uh, so yeah it's quite, quite a funny prank for uh, her yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I've, saw, I've seen three ghosts since I've moved I've got a ghost in my house it's a crying baby yeah okay when I go into the kids' rooms, they're all asleep and the baby's been crying. It's spooky. Uh, and uh, when I take the dog for a walk at night, you see loads of ghosts out in the countryside. And then you work out what they are. One of them was a horse. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's sort of coming at you and you think it's a person well, in the dark and then it comes to you and then you go, oh, but fuck, it's a horse. A ghost of a horse? No, I think it was a real oh, horse. just a horse. Okay, fine. Uh, which is yeah. in a way worse than a ghost. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, a horse yeah. can trample you to death. Yeah, yeah. Because a ghost does not exist. Ghosts will just uh, sort of slime yeah. you, won't it? 
And then, if yeah, anything. yeah, it's true. God, in Ghostbusters, you seem to think that's the main source of ghosts. Well, so, is it not? No. <laughs> uh, and I was walking the dog the other day, and we came through a farm bit, and the light, a light goes on as you go through the farm, otherwise it's dark. Yeah. And then it flashed, and I saw a milkmaid, an old-fashioned milkmaid standing near the farm. Uh, but then it was just a sign with a piece of paper on it that I'd misinterpreted. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I went a bit further, and uh, there was like a black wraith-like figure moving around. I could see it moving, and then it sort of started sweeping in towards me. It was mm. terrifying. Then I realised it was just my shadow from the light behind. <laughs> That's why I was moving, so it was moving. Yeah. Like, I think ghosts are just people misinterpreting stuff they don't understand, and, and they're a bit scared. I... I think you might be right. I think in all those three I, yeah. examples, I think we've, we've hit on something You've there. You've sort of proven it, haven't you? Have, yeah. yeah, it's good. Um, so, T4. Yeah. This is your first... Elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Lot of fans in. <laughs> I used to love T4. I mean, very good job. Yeah. It's a great job. And you got to travel the world, meet I... lots of stars. Yes. Interview people. Yes. Amazing. All, all, all of that. And How did you um, get into it? Was that your first like, big job or was that... Yeah, like, it, yeah pretty much. So I, I, did, I did a sort of graduate trainee scheme at a production company um, because uh, when I left university, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life at all. Um, and so I did some uh, tutoring. And uh, so I was teaching maths and science um, to uh, kids who weren't very good at it. Um, and generally speaking, uh, kids whose parents were very wealthy, because um, that's, that's why tutoring is quite bad in some senses. Um, but they, they obviously they feel guilty that the, uh, the school fees are already paying aren't quite enough. Um, and so they, they pay a goon like me to come and do a bit more. Um, and I ended up uh, purely uh, randomly, obviously, uh, tutoring Ruby Wax's kids, wow. one of whom was called Max, but annoyingly, <laughs> annoyingly uh, took the dad's name yeah. by, so Max yeah. by, which I always thought, come on, mate. But then it's at least, an open goal. At least when he's dead, it'll be Max by his grave. <laughs> so at least we'll get something out of it, right? Yeah. Max by grave, he's still an old, he's a singer in the old days. He was a singer in the old days. Don't mind me, I'm just going to down my Ghanaian spiced <laughs> after that. He was a singer in the old days, Max Bygraves. Mm. No, you're right. And that, yeah. weirdly, that never occurred to me at the time. <laughs> that had been the first thing I would have said to him. Um, but, uh, so, so anyway, um, I'd occasionally chat to Ruby Wax at her kitchen table after I'd taught Max uh, by Graves. <laughs> and um, he... Uh, and, and she just sort of said, what are, you, what are you doing with your life? I said, I've got no idea. She said, what do you want to do with your life? I said, maybe telly or something. And she said, have you applied for any graduate trainee schemes? And I said, no, um, I didn't know they existed. She said, they do, you should apply for this one. And so I applied and did that. Um, it's not a ringing endorsement of your tutoring skills. <laughs> no, I, what, I had. What would you rather almost, be doing than this? Because I think yeah. I've got a good job for you if you can yeah. leave my son alone. Yeah, I had almost sort of zero initiative as well. <laughs> like I don't know why I hadn't looked anything up. Yeah. Um, uh, so I did that, and then um, the the production company that I was working for as a sort of, I'm mean, like a junior researcher, um, had not booked anyone to do warm-up for a studio show. Right. Um, and they knew that I had done 
or, t- or did a bit of stand up, and they said, "Okay, you're gonna you're gonna do that then." Nice. Um, and so I did did that, and it's quite hard actually warm up, yeah, um, because you have to do sort of forty five minutes um, of sort of like nothing really. Like they don't want to hear jokes particularly; they want to just sort of play games and have a chat. Yeah. Um, and I, but but it was kind of I quite enjoyed it, and the production company thought that I was uh, okay at it, and then they sort of got me to screen test for some stuff and, right. and so I started doing things off the back of that just uh, bl- blind chance yes blind blind <laughs> chance yeah um, and I've just been sort of clinging on ever since <laughs> so um, what was your what was your period of T4 who were you uh, so my, pitted against so my with well, well pitted with um, I was pitted with uh, so Steve Jones Makita Oliver Alexa Chung and then latterly uh, Jamila Jamil Nick Grimshaw I think that's everyone I, I, I once sat next to Nick Grimshaw in Wagamama's uh, did you? Yeah. what was he ordering? Uh, I, can't remember, I can't remember what he had but he, let, he bought a, uh, a, a lampshade in Habitat oh, yeah. uh, and he left it behind oh and I, that's I, I thought, guess where it is I, yeah. <laughs> very nearly we were going to go should we give it in or should we take it then Nick Grimshaw about 20 minutes later came back and realised he'd left his lampshade behind Oh. Why Nick? Oh, Grimmy, eh? What might have been? A <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice lampshade. I, I have um, the, the kind of uh, level of, I don't even know call it fame, really. Like, people really do not know who I am, but they are vaguely sort of familiar with my face, <laughs> but not enough to be able to identify me clearly. And so when people do like half recognize me they'll, they'll often just insist that i am nick grimshaw or <laughs> greg james um or my favorite rick james um, a, um, a sort of clever uh, amalgamation <laughs> uh, and ending up at someone who i'm definitely not um, but really and also i don't look like any of those no. people um and yet uh, we are sort of just vaguely in the same area so you kind of yeah, do no it happens I, when I was googling you I once twice actually accidentally googled Rick Adams yeah there you go which is who was the presenter on the big yeah. breakfast yeah 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 years yeah. ago it can happen yeah we, me and Stu stole Rick Adams I've still got it his nameplate off the when we were on uh, big breakfast we Did stole his know? nameplate off the off the door it's a hell we, of a souvenir we, it was, we reasoned it was coming down soon enough anyway and we were right yeah uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a bit loose to be fair and I've still got it somewhere. I, uh, do you know what? It, did he do anything particularly after that? I think he still is working, but as a DJ, oh, or an sus- online DJ, I think. I he's... suspect he'd really like to have that nameplate <laughs> as a reminder of his time on on that show. Yeah. So you've done, a bad, you've done a bad thing there. He's, he's not you really it. have. <laughs> it was definitely a bad thing to do. I'm not, I'm, I'm not uh, defending myself. I'm. But you're I also mean, not handing it in. Are no, you? I'm not giving so... it. Back. Oh, it's in a box somewhere. I'm not going to look, yeah. go through it from. <laughs> hey, look, today, and I can't believe I haven't seen this before, this shows how much my life has changed because mm-hmm. I used to just watch daytime quizzes all day long when I didn't have any responsibilities in my life. When I was free and single, yeah. I mainly watched daytime quizzes. That's before what, your life that's was ruined. What you do, right? Yeah. Before my wife came along and gave me stuff to care about. Uh, and I watched Impossible. Well, it's not called Impossible. It's upside down, exclamation mark, impossible. Mm. Which means yeah. that it's impossible to find on the <laughs> EPG or on the iPlayer. And yet, we're still sticking with it. Great, great plan. It yeah, is, make good. it hard to find. It is good. Make it cult. <laughs> it's a great, how many series have you done? You done We've done. This fifth? is the fifth. Yeah. This is the fifth one. We're doing the, the sixth in January. 
Um, it's um, it's it's rolling on. I like it. I don't think it should be on daytime TV. I know the celebrity version is on at nighttime TV. Yes, but I think it's too good for daytime TV. Thank and that, you. I say that very much with the deepest respect for Tipping Point. With I mean, you're, you're yep. no <laughs> you're no Ben Shepherd. I don't think you could. If you Ben Shepherd also started on T4. If Amazing you enough. did he? If yeah. you were called upon to watch a big coin machine go back and forth day after yeah. day yeah. and make that interesting. I don't think you could do it. And that's why, I, that's why Ben Shepard has my respect. He, uh, I know some people who work on that yeah. show and they say he is a real... He's quite something to watch <laughs> at work. Because he's recording four of those episodes yeah. a day and he just gets into his zone yeah. and he makes it... He, he does he make do, it. He does make it. And like, he also has the audacity to continually ask where, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to a random thing. Yeah. And that is why you will never be Ben Shepard, so stop trying. Just yeah. be happy with who you I are. I think I'd ask it, I don't know, 10 or 15 times, and then I'd be done. <laughs> so it, it doesn't, you don't know. You, you, have you to, do not know. You'll just have to make do with having a better actual quiz than him. Yeah, which I'm, I'm happy to have. Okay, that's fine. But then, it's, you know, part of the... If you think about what um, Noel Edmonds... Um, who is he? Do, do we like him anymore? I suppose we don't really like him anymore, do we? No, I think when he... Um, when he, did when that, he had that cancer yeah, machine. That, that, <laughs> that, that, that machine, <laughs> for me, I thought, come on, Noel. And no. then getting in touch with someone who, who's, uh, who's on Twitter. I think it was Vaughn, who I know on t- Twitter, who has cancer. Uh, and uh, and telling him, you know, they had an argument about whether this was a good thing, and he was telling a cancer sufferer what he should be doing. Yeah, that was the moment I think Noel it's, Edmonds. It's off. fiddly at best, isn't yeah. it, from Noel? And the moment Noel Edmonds decided to dye his beard <laughs> black. <Yeah. laughs> I've got no, and hope no problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> but he on on deal or no deal. Yeah, the whole thing is is nonsense in it like you don't need to ask any of the questions yeah. he asks there is no there is no drama there's a very simple bit of maths yeah. that tells you whether you should or shouldn't accept <laughs> what's being offered yeah uh, but he you know he managed to generate a lot of interest and intrigue yeah, i didn't i see i didn't like the way that he told people they'd lost if they didn't get as much as what was in the final box because oh, so that think, was well that's yeah. crazy because like if you're mm-hmm, offered mm-hmm. thirty-two thousand pounds at some point and the you go, yeah, I have to take that mm. offer. You can't then go, it was 1p or 125,000. Oh, you should, you should have stayed in. That's ridiculous. So I've yeah. lost. I wanted to do a late night version of Deal No Deal, which was just like poker commentary over the top of it with just a mathematician going, no, that number hasn't actually come up any more often than any of the others. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Uh, you know, some, et cetera, but they wouldn't let me. <laughs> they wouldn't let me do it because it was theirs. Yet. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> but it's a great, it's a, so it's a great, uh, idea, I think. So it's a, it's a quiz. It's a multiple choice thing. Yes. Which, see again on egg. I hate eggheads. They give you a multiple choice, and it means the eggheads can guess which one it's going to be. But in this one, it sort yeah, of it flips should... it. So mm. there's one question. One answer is definitely wrong or impossible. Yes. But we had a little debate about that backstage. That some people say. Yeah, we so not it, impossible. It, yeah, because so in, in, if there's infinite universes, there's a universe where. <laughs> Oh, the answer is possible. Yeah, I mean, it, then it gets very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we're only doing it in this universe, as far as I'm aware. Um, well, you're very wrong about that. No, I am wrong it. about that. I know, I know, I know. I'm doing it all I'm, over the show. I'm fucking presenting yeah. it in, in one, you are. only one universe. You are. Let me do it. You are. And there's, um, someone was saying to me that it would be 
And I think they're, they're sort of right. Um, it would be better, harder to, again, put on the, uh, on the EPG and the, and the listings, but if it was called fucking stupid, um, <laughs> in one of the answers, if you go for that, you are fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's the sort of, that's the gist of the quiz is, oh, come on. Uh, and th- I mean, it's a good catchphrase to have. It's a catchphrase. <laughs> it are you fucking stupid? <laughs> Let's find out. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> and so, no one won the pod- No one won the jackpot on the one I seen. I've only seen one episode. I'm going to become a regular fan. I'm going to watch it. If they win, do all those pound coins. All the, all, the, all the pound coins come out, and it's fair. I mean, it's so. Um, awesome. It's so sort of end of the pier, <laughs> but in a good way. But it's um, like ten thousand pounds. Ten thousand pounds just coins. just flooding out of this huge exclamation mark. And then do you make them take it home in pound coins? Because I think you should. Yeah, we give them the, the little plastic bags from banks and say, "Go on then, you earned it." <laughs> um, but it, we we had a I think was it last week maybe where four consecutive people won the ten thousand oh, pounds really? and obviously from a sort of from a show point of view it's great and from an audience point of view the audience would really like that and from uh, the point of view of the the people who make it it's an absolute disaster <laughs> because they don't they, they they have a you you get given allocated a budget by the bbc <laughs> and they think we think this will cover how much prize money will go and if that isn't the case then a production company just have to pay yeah it's pretty and harsh. What, what about the bloke who has to put all the pounds back in the machine? Well, the there, is, so there is there is is a guy called Webbo, um, and Webbo goes up onto the top of a, a massive ladder, <laughs> and then he just feeds the pound coins back in. And there's a there's a huge reset. It makes the day much slower. I hate it. I'm like, oh, they've won. <laughs> oh no. I've got to give you a hug, but I'm fuming. <laughs> I'd say just get rid of the thing, just give them the check. They'll be happy. Yeah, but then, then that's the thing that sells the show. It's, a, it's <laughs> not. It's a classy quiz. You don't need a fruit machine at the end of it. Okay, we're going to get rid of it. Yeah, good. Yeah. And then, and then actually, the real boon of that is if we don't have the massive exclamation mark, we can finally call it impossible. <laughs> I think we'll be able to find it. Yeah, good, good. Okay, it's gone. Why don't we do one based on like one of those grab machines that are in the fair? They've been so, um, they've been pitched apparently. Have they? <laughs> yeah, of course they have. <laughs> Why don't we do one based? There's everything in it. Why don't we do one based on the horses racing round? It's probably been done, isn't it? Yeah, there's one at the moment I think which is based on a, like oh what. It, no, it can't be based on Sega Rally. I want to say it's based on Sega Rally, but that can't be right. Um, like driving around, so there's a sort of car race right. while you're being quizzed. Okay. I think that's in production. I quite like the sound of it. Yeah. Maybe dangerous, but, you know. Why don't you do one based on Bailey's Comets, the uh, cartoon from that was out before you were born that you won't remember? When and was that it no out? one will remember. Bailey's Comets was good, wasn't it? Who remembers Bailey's Comets? I might have found my one person remembering something that I remember. It was about. I'll, I'll sing you the uh, theme tune. No, you don't have to. No, I'll get it. <laughs> See if I can remember it. Um, oh, okay. Uh, all I can remember is everyone's out to find the next big clue that's going to read into the million dollar prize. Bailey's Comets, Bailey's Comets, Bailey's Comets. Bye Immediately, my issue with it is that we'd have to change the words because you can't have million dollar prize. <laughs> that's no good. <laughs> they were skating around and then. Um, they were trying to get a million dollar prize. Right. They never, because they, they cancelled it before we found out who won. So hang on. It's, it's a bit like Wacky Rice's, but on... Uh, but was it live action? action? No, no, it was cartoons. Right. Can't, people roller skating around. No right. one remember that? This is, why, this is why Peter Kay does all right in it, and I'm, this is why I'm not... 
Yeah, because why Peter... can't anyone remember Bailey's comments? It was really good. I used to eat minstrels while I was watching it. Oh, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah got it. No yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes aniseed balls. Remember them, mate? Yeah. Do more Bailey's stuff. comments. Do you remember Bailey's comments, though? No. Who remembers Bailey's comments? Who remembers Bailey's comments? <laughs> We're not going on until everyone has remembered it. <laughs> Do you remember it, David Bailey's comments? Everyone's at over there. Everyone's at Dubai next week. Please, <laughs> there. It's like wacky race. Remember wacky races, David? Yeah. yeah obviously, you remember. Wacky. Quite a sort of bullying section of the show. <laughs> this isn't. It? Yeah. It's this. It's this oh, yeah, uh, I don't mind it. It's this. Bailey's. <laughs> do you have? Because I've got. Do you have any catchphrase that you use quite a lot in your life that came from something? But you. Do, I've got. An, I've, I use a catchphrase all the time from an advert. I can't remember what the ad was, advert was for. Oh, chicken tonight. You, you always say, it's time for chicken tonight. Chicken tonight. Yeah. And I don't know what advert that was for. Yeah, it was for chicken tonight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I always do. And same, same. When I, get, when I get into a car, I say, let's get this road on the show. Ah. Uh, do you remember what advert that was? No. Before your time, I think. Do you remember that one, David? Who remembers the just advert? Before Who remembers the comments? advert? <laughs> let's get the road on the show. It was set in a helicopter, traffic helicopter. So the joke was, let's get this road on the show. Because they were yeah, traffic helicopters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think it was an advert for helicopters. I don't think it was an advert they for They don't really get advertised, shows. do they? They don't generally, do they? No, they sell themselves. <laughs> 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 anyway, if anyone knows, let's get this road on the show. But don't tell me because I'd like the mystery. Getting quite angry let's with the get audience. This let's get this road on the show. I know, get in the car, go. Let's get this road and on what, the show. What kind of response do you get from it? Nothing. I'd really yeah. just say it to myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's, when, it's when I'm in the car on fine. my own. Let's get this road on the show. <laughs> this is me that I'm driving. I guess I say let's. This is how I drive. Let's get ready to rumble, maybe? Do I say that? Everyone yeah, remembers that. that. That's not... That's not an advert. I know, that's, I was... but everyone remembers where that comes from. But I, chicken it's, tonight sorry, and let's get ready to rumble. Everyone remembers that. No one you, remembers... You've got a niche one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like to think of think observational nostalgia comedy that only me and one other person gets. Mm. And the, the one person is not in the audience tonight. Sport that Whereas, yeah, Peter Kay's thing is, uh, your aunt dances funny at weddings. Yeah. And people get that, don't they? Who remembers um, 9-11? Ah. Everyone. Yeah. That's, oh, that's I, how Peter Kay works. So I had a... Who, re yeah. who remember Brexit? Remember when yeah. we all voted for Brexit? Remember how it all went fucked up and went wrong? This is people in three years' time listening to this podcast. Oh. Remember how it all went shit? And you oh. got one, what is it? Yeah, everyone remembers fried onion rings. That was the chips. Hope it's chips, it's chips. McCain, McCain's oven chips, that was. Hang on. That's Hang on, she's still going. <laughs> <laughs> Let her finish. It was also fried onion rings. That's how it went. That's just, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that was right. Um, that is the correct way of doing it. I, when I was doing stand-up many, many years ago, yeah. uh, quite, and I had a, well, misjudged joke. Uh, which I think I only did once. And is it? Hmm. Yeah, I'll say it and then we'll. we'll if, chat, you, if we then say we'll chat, we'll we'll chat, chat about backstage the... about whether this will go onto a podcast. <laughs> okay. um, but I said, and I, I'm only bringing this up because you said, who remembers 9 11? Um, uh, and I said, uh, um, some, <laughs> I can't remember the exact wording of it, it's like lights off. Um, of course, 9 11, really, really, uh, one of the forgotten victims uh, were Portia. Um, which I think was oh, quite no, like no, it's yeah. sort of I get it. it's fine yeah. um, but when 
worse even than that. Yeah. Um, never did it again. Yeah. No, don't do that. But you see, it's sort of like there's something in it. I yeah. still think there's something in it. My fans don't wouldn't know what that was that you're talking about. That's the thing. These guys would. It's what? It's brilliant. It's a oh, good hello. joke. That bloke. Well, you kind of laughed at that guy. <laughs> that guy's. That guy's trying to make out he has a Porsche. That's right. Yeah, I get it. It's great. I've got a Porsche. Everyone. I've got a Porsche. No more. Um. <laughs> what kind of stand-up were you? How long did you do stand-up for? Uh, I did it when I was at university uh, for a bit, and then I did it for a little while on the London circuit, and I was fine. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. was, I was fine. I wasn't... Uh, I was, I was what, year, what year slightly. was this? When, when were you in so, London? Uh, 2002, 2003. Okay, because I, I came back to doing stand-up in about 2004, so I, didn't, I missed you. Yeah, are you weren't are you missing much, actually. <laughs> uh, I did do one thing that I think was quite good. I did a double act with, do you know Joe Wilkinson? I do, yeah. So we were doing stand-up at the same time, and we liked each other's shtick. Um, and so we did, a, yeah, we did a double act called Beauty and the Beast. Okay. And, uh, and that, was, that was quite fun. Yeah, cool. Um, that, was about the, that was about the highlight. Um, but also, I, I effectively stopped because... Um, I was friends with him and he was better than me and I was friends with Diane Morgan yes. um, who was also better than me and I thought well let's try and find something that why don't we let them be a double act why don't them be a double act that's exactly what happened yes yeah. it is yeah two episodes of MASH yeah great very double act very yeah. good show yeah. very good show yeah. Yeah. Could have been you in there. Could have been no, episodes of no, Mash unfortunately and not. No, <laughs> no, no, that never looked like it was on the cards. Um, so who was the who was the toughest interview you had on T four? Did you? Uh, well, there was sometimes you you just uh, misjudge things. I mean, you, you, you know, yeah, I you know, know all that. about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and so I misjudge. I think this is an still think excellent question. Uh, I asked Jake Gyllenhaal quite early on in an interview, and that was the mistake. He'd really <laughs> save it to the end, just in case. Um, I said, uh, oh, okay, so uh, here's a conundrum for you, Jake. I'm going to cast you in uh, an amazing film, the role that you were born to play. It's going to be the, the peak of your career, um, the thing you're going to get lauded for. You're going to win the Best Actor Oscar. Like This really is the absolute pinnacle. It's the role that you were born to play um, the only catch is I've already cast your sister Maggie as the love interest <laughs> do you do you take the role I think that's a good question um, he did not think it was a good question <laughs> he hated it um, and then I had to do a, you know another 10 minutes of a, uh, just a man who was fuming uh, imagine I'm doing an hour with someone like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that 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 was not good. But I think my my uh, wife is an actress, and I don't like it when she has to kiss people for her work, mm. which I think is perfectly reasonable. Um, but actors always say it's just you know it's just a mechanical thing; it doesn't mean anything. Mm. Which is sort of my point to Gyllenhaal. If it is just a mechanical thing, it doesn't mean anything. Snog your sister, mate. <laughs> right, if it doesn't mean if you're just acting, yeah. stop whinging. He didn't see it like that. <laughs> At all. <laughs> and is this true? This is why I really... I wanted to start with this and make this the whole interview if it's true. It's on your yeah. Wikipedia page. Okay. Do you have no sense of smell? Is that uh, true? No, I, I have a very, very poor sense of smell. Okay. Yeah. That's I not as exciting that as having no, no sense no, of smell. No, I, I, I kind of had to um, 
modify this because I think I used to say I had no sense of smell and then I met people who have anosmia yeah. which is actually having no sense of smell and it's quite sort of a debilitating condition yeah. or it can be and I, I don't have that okay. <laughs> I can't go around saying yeah that's me um, I just uh, I sniffed pure ammonia when I was about 14 and it really sort of damaged the um, cells why inside did you, the, why did you do that uh, an idiot firstly <laughs> uh, and secondly I wasn't listening in uh, the science lesson they were talking about ammonium smelling salts and I had a cold and I thought oh great and grabbed the lab ammonia and just went and then and it was really extraordinary pain it's <laughs> absolutely extraordinary yeah and, and very hard with uh so interestingly if and you, this is unlikely to happen but if someone were to say to you would you rather have um the strongest alkali or the strongest acid poured on your hand or wherever go acid because you can wash acid off quite easily with water okay. and alkali, uh, less so. Especially um, if it's up your nose. If it's up your nose, really, really tough. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I was doing. I just kind of sluice water up it. And Did it, it didn't really... cure your cold? Was your cold better afterwards? I've got to say, the cold <laughs> gave me no concern. <laughs> And it, it certainly did something. Well, it's just, I thought you had no sense of smell, so I've been farting all through the interview. And I'd like <laughs> to apologise. Do you know that. what? I wouldn't have noticed. Right. Because it is, it's not good. Okay. Um, I don't get ambient you'd have odor. My, you'd have noticed mine. Oh, oh. Yeah. Fancy yourself, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're packing some heat down there. <laughs> Why don't we... Uh, what about a game show where people yeah. try and make you smell their farts? Yeah. <laughs> like you're in the worst farts they can. And if, if you can smell them, then they win a prize. <laughs> yeah, and it's like... Uh, they win like... A, a distance thing so I gradually approach <laughs> and the earlier it hits me the more yeah. impressive yeah the so more can, money you win can you taste it's worth pitching isn't it it is I'll give it a go can you taste things of course I can fucking taste what <laughs> people always ask that I don't I, I didn't have my tongue cut out <laughs> can you feel love <laughs> no but that's unrelated <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought like to taste a lot of taste and smell. Well, people tell me that, but I mean, I, I, I can tell you that I can taste stuff. Well, you know, maybe you can't, maybe you think you can, but things taste well, nice. It, I mean, effectively, we all think we can. That's all that's happening. <laughs> you know I can taste. I was repulsed by the Garnet and Spice. That's what makes me suspect the whole smell thing is made up for attention. <laughs> Just so you get a bit of an interest on Wikipedia. It, I mean, people do love that. <laughs> really, you get to see regular visitors just checking that fact yeah. out. Are you glad in hindsight that because it gives you? Well, it's done for sort of three or four minutes. Yeah, here, is it? Yeah, so, yeah, I suppose I am yeah. pleased. Yeah. yeah. What did your mum and dad say when you came home? Said I've lost my sense of smell due to sniffing ammonia. Well, just sort of nonplussed, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like well. Why? Why have you done that? Uh, I think my, uh, generally my parents were sort of nonplussed. Really? Because my, my fear with, you know, when you've got kids, you suddenly think, God, if I fuck something up, that's, you know, for life, you know, my daughter keeps poking herself in the eye and you go, your eyes can't be repaired if you break your eyes. Stop doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, my son has testicles. Is that how you deliver the information to Yeah. <laughs> being such a fucking idiot, yeah. you have to tell him. <laughs> you just think, if I, you know, if I accidentally tre tread on my son's testicles. <laughs> yeah. Then... How, uh, just out of interest, <laughs> how uh, 
low hanging. <laughs> Nick, Nick Drake back and he's crawling along. Oh, that's They're nice. They're draping yeah, a long way yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, Like he's getting married. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's the train. And it just happens to be a scrotum. So do you think by turning 13 or 14, parents just go, oh, well, he's just his sense of smell. Yeah, they're just like, well, it's not the worst. I mean, let's be honest. If you had to lose a sense, yeah. smell's the one that's going first, isn't it? Do you, yeah, no, I do, think so, yeah. If yeah. I'm still allowed to taste things, which apparently I yes, am. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Don't believe that for a second. It, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> true. Have you got brothers and sisters? No, no. no. On, only child. Oh. Hence... Uh, sort of attention-seeking yeah. narcissist. You can be sure... Hence you, TV presenter. Yeah. You can be sure your parents love you the best. That's the nice thing. Yeah, being the nice. only child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Absolutely good. no competition. Yeah, that's good. What have you got? I've got brother and a sister. And where do you fit in the ranking? I reckon I come second. Yeah? Who's top? Uh, my sister, I think. Everyone uh-huh. loves my sister. Yeah. Uh, no offence to my brother, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> What's, what's he do with himself? He's a teaching assistant. He's very, 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 like, super intelligent. Yeah. Like, too intelligent. Yeah. Like, be, you know, he needs to come back in 500 years' time and then people will be on a level Respect with him. him. Yeah, <laughs> they respect him now. He's a very... He's a, he was a great brother, apart from when he beat me up and stuff. Yeah. Also, when you say he was a great brother, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, sort of... Sounds bleaker than that. Oh, he still is. He still is a good brother as well. But you know, like you don't, we don't hang out with each other so much now. Like when you're at home, you won't know what this is like because you're an only, a sad only child. Yeah, yeah, lonely. Yeah. But my no friends when I did math. (laughs) No brothers and sisters. Look at you now. Look at you now. Here we are. You're on this. You've been on T4. Yeah. With the more off the good place. Yes. Pretty good. You met um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. Defended him. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty so good. Things, things have actually worked life. out. Yeah. It's a sweet life. Um, on your Twitter profile, it says you you trick or treated at Mariah's house. Is that true? No. Uh, I I have been to Mariah Carey's house mm-hmm. weirdly um, for work, and uh, and then I saw that everyone was changing their Twitter names for Halloween. Okay. <laughs> so I just uh, yeah. You, you changed your name to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mariah Carey, um, this is this is a slightly sad uh, anecdote. I it's suppose, all right, we're at the point. We're at the point. Yeah, yeah. We've we've earned it, haven't we? Yeah. Um, so when I, I I did this thing where I spent sort of forty eight hours with Mariah Carey for a, a TV show, and um, she had lots of uh, as you'd expect. She was very nice, but she had lots of uh, foibles, um, including uh, my favourite. Really, was she was very tired most of the time. Um, and at one point, we were in her hotel room. Uh, well, we arrived at her hotel room to do a bit of the interview, and she was uh, asleep in bed with her husband, um, <laughs> which is quite an awkward situation to walk <laughs> in on. You're going to go, oh, well, we'll leave it for a bit. And then they, they, they got her up and uh, got him out. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and we sat down, sort of similar setup to this, both on the same uh, sofa. I had to do maybe... 10, I mean, 10 seconds of, uh, you know, explaining to the camera where I am. So just saying, oh, so now I'm in uh, Mariah Carey's uh, hotel room, just about to have a chat about blah, 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 blah. So Mariah, I mean, I look back over, uh, she was asleep. <laughs> she, had, she had fallen asleep in 10 seconds. Uh, but the real, uh, the real rub was that she's surrounded by these people who, uh, you know, her, her entourage, and no one would ever um, say anything to upset her and so they wouldn't let us uh, wake her up. 
and just said, no, 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 no. Shh, she'll, she'll be up in a minute. She'll be up in a minute. <laughs> so I just sat uh, uh, on a sofa with Mariah Carey while she had a power nap for about five minutes. Right. And then she sort of uh, came back to, and was like, right, where are we? I was like, well, you're just falling asleep in the middle of an issue. Um, and, then we, and then we carried on. But the, the, the thing I was going to say, that that's not sad. The sad thing is that uh, she has a, a good side, um, but it's such a... It's so sort of hardwired in her now that she can't. Like she, if a camera is on the wrong side, she just can't. She she can't hack it right. at all. And the reason is that uh, Tommy Matola, who was the horrible um, man that she married when she was quite young, the record label boss, I think said that she looked too ethnic from the other side, which is really, I mean, it's yeah. horrific and also obviously not true because she's basically symmetrical or whatever <laughs> um, like, like everyone and, um, but, but it had obviously really like yeah, scarred yeah. her and so uh, we, at one point we got into the back of her limousine and there was a sort of uh, sort of like this and then camera here and she got in on the wrong side but no one wanted to say anything and so we spent the whole interview so if you're me uh, I'm talking like this out of the, out of the window uh, and at no point uh, broke it apart from occasionally because she was a human she would come round and then just snap back <laughs> like that Wow, um, and it was sort of heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, quite funny, but, um, but also. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird the way celebrities like you know, like you see these ultra famous people and yeah. they kind of get trapped in different ways. I think. I think yeah. It's sort of, it's sort of, and you're trapped by your fame either to behave in a certain way like that, or you know, or to be worried about. Sometimes you get I get like big name people on here, who then come off and go, oh, I'm worried about this and this and this and this and this, and and what they've said on the podcast, and they're worried. You know, they're thinking about the brand and all those sort of things, and it's sort of weird. You become yeah. so successful that actually you, you lose yourself a little bit within... I mean, you know, you and I are still fine. We're I fine, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. I think my, <laughs> I'm still trying to develop a brand. <laughs> no, I haven't quite got one yet. Uh, uh, also, should I, should I do another... I, feel, I think I've got one more... I could do another thing about a famous person yeah, that's yeah. sort of funny-ish. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, please do. Yeah, fine. Um, so uh, we're going to interview Sylvester Stallone and... Um, he and we'd set up uh, in a in a members club. I think we were, we we're filming it in, and we were on the first floor in the sort of snooker room or whatever. And uh, about twenty minutes before Sylvester Sloan was supposed to arrive, his people called up and said, uh, "So where is the interview taking place?" And we we're like, "So it's in this in, in the address you're coming to." And they were like, "Great, but where exactly?" Um, we said, oh, first floor in the snooker room." And they said, "Okay, so how's Sylvester getting up there?" And we were like, um, the stairs? Or there's a lift? And they're like, lift. Yeah, he'll take the lift. And we're like, okay, that, yeah, that's, yeah that, that's fine. And then they said, um, also, Sylvester won't wait for lifts. <laughs> so we had to send a runner down. Um, and the runner stood by the lift, just calling it. <laughs> for 15 minutes <laughs> until eventually Sylvester Sloan and his people uh, arrive in breeze straight into the lift up they go um, and it was very odd but it immediately made me think and then you sort of chat to Sylvester Sloan and you think he seems quite he's like a nice man I, I'm not sure that he and then I realised I don't think he knows that that happens I think he genuinely thinks he's incredibly lucky with lifts <laughs> I do. I think it's like probably like really early in his career. He's been standing with a flunky, waiting for a lift, and he's just sort of 
hasn't got anything to say. He's just like, well, it's boring waiting for lifts. And they've gone, <laughs> right. <laughs> never happening again. Uh, and, and that's just his life. Like, yeah. never, never, ever waits for lifts. That's weird. You'd be tempted to put it in the test, though. I would just make him wait, see what happens if the lift isn't there. Does that, he just try and walk through the closed I, I doors? Guess, I think he wouldn't, it wouldn't compute, would what it? What would he just, that would be yeah. it. Just, yeah, like the robot would just frazzle away and die because he couldn't, he's never had to wait for one. Yeah, the problem would have been that then we hadn't got the interview. I mean, if we got yeah. that on camera, <laughs> yeah. fine. That's a, that's a story. But, you, but then you could, you know, say I killed Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. That would be a... That'd be something, uh, wouldn't it? That'd be yeah. a brand. Suddenly my brand is developing, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, I'd, I'd squeeze a book out of that, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so what's coming up next? Is, is it more impossible? Uh, yeah, more, more impossible. Very good. I, 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 you know, I'm not angling to get on the celebrity version. Do you want to come on, actually? I would love, I love quizzes. Would you? Well, it depends how much you pay. There's a lot of people I on in there. I, I, I can't imagine you pay that much. I think it's... Pro so... You'd be filming for two days yeah. up in Glasgow. Oh, Glasgow. It's quite fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you get paid some amount. I yeah. imagine it's masses. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> Genuinely, I'm gonna, I mean, that'd be great. That'd be great. I have to talk um, to my wife. And then you can... Um, you've got to talk to your wife anyway yeah. at some point. That's yeah. how marriage works. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, you, you underestimate my skills. <laughs> uh, also, you could uh, redeem yourself after House of Games. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what happens. I don't yeah. know what happens, but I'm guessing. I'm up against Rachel Riley. Come on. True. I true. mean, if I beat her, then I'm like a super genius. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. interesting. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, well, more of that, and then uh, I'm right. So, I wrote a book with Dr. Michael yeah. Brooks of Science-ish, and we're writing a follow-up to that currently Brilliant. Um, which we will be uh, shoving in the old silo <laughs> I imagine <laughs> um, yeah so uh, do you want to give away some copies of my old book with it when, if, if they yeah, no, I'm happy to very yeah. happy to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quite eccentric bundle deal <laughs> don't know how they've uh, <laughs> how they've paired these <laughs> but they have and happy Nick you can have yeah. many of those as you want yeah. actually oh. more of Lord of the Dance Setter you can have a load of those yeah. uh, look we better oh it's been so much fun but we better uh, we better let you go oh can I tell you one more thing yeah please do, yeah. just because it's oh, yeah. It's not really a, not a plug yeah. per se, but it's just because I find it quite funny. Yeah. Um, I did a, just did a show for the History Channel where um, I dive around rivers of the UK looking for historical artefacts. Oh! Um, which is sort of odd in itself. Um, but the, the really great thing is that I have absolutely no expertise. Yeah. And so there's a lot of times I'm just pulling stuff up and I just don't know what it is. <laughs> I, just, I, was I asked, just throwing it back in. I was asked to you do that. You must have been I was asked, asked to do it. To do it. Well, I was I asked if I was interested and I said, I, yes, I, I am interested. I, and I never heard again. I so you, you got I the just, job. I can't imagine that I was first on the list. You try, well, you, do you have to actually dive under or could you just walk? Because I said I wasn't really keen on diving, but I'd be happy oh, to sit in. No, just to wait. Yeah, happy <laughs> to paddle give it a side. <laughs> that that might end. not have stood in your favour. Okay. I a lot of diving underneath the waves. Are you, are you a history buff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would have been way better than me at yeah. this. Yeah. But really, I'm sorry. Wow. Well, series two, maybe. Um, was it in August? Did you film it in August? Uh, August, September... Yeah. yeah, August and I had, September. I was available. Yeah. <laughs> it was it with an American guy who does yeah, 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 yeah. I feel, uh, now I wish I hadn't bought it up. No, it's so close. So I'd, I'd forgotten about it. I'd forgotten about it. And then good, you good just reminded me. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be back 
This is it. I'm going to be back yeah. on non-quiz TV. I, 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 I absolutely, but you want to be on quiz TV, right? Um, I, I absolutely, I would have preferred to watch this show with you doing it. No. But not to be. It was me. Did you find anything good? I did find a, and obviously I didn't know what it was, yeah. but I subsequently found out a Viking, like a Viking. Oh, am I like? Oh, you to say, hate me saying this actually. Yeah. We'll bleep it out. I found, we'll just yeah, bleep okay. it out. You tell us here and we'll. Yeah. Talk. I found a Viking. Dildo. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tiny. It's absolutely tiny. <laughs> uh, like. Man, I'd love that. Oh, was actually, oh that's yeah. my dream. <laughs> absolutely given. That's amazing. Which, yeah. What? What? Was it? Got me. I don't know. That's 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 the problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, very exciting. We'll cut that out. Yeah, you'd have to. You'd have to. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Rick Edwards, who's never found any Viking stuff at all. It's Rick Edwards. Rick Edwards. Listening to Rich Shane's Death Square Theatre Podcast with me, Rich Terring, and my guest, Rick Edwards. The music is, as always, by Pest. Thank you to everyone at the British Comedy Guide, especially Orange Mark. Thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. And thank you to Chris Evans and his amazing crew at GoFasterStripe.com. Not that one. It's Chris Evans from GoFasterStripe, or Cento, as the cool kids are calling him. Uh, I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker, but I'm more indebted to my executive producer, Kevin Dixon. That is his name. Kevin Dixon. Oh, you might say it like Dixon, but I say Kevin Dixon. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStrike.com production. Check us out, baby. Hello, that's another one done. It was brilliant, wasn't it? I don't know. We haven't done it yet. I'm recording this before. I'm going to imagine it was great. Um, so thank you for watching. Our sponsors are Beer52.com. Go to Beer52.com slash Rahulastapa and you can get those beers if you haven't got them already. Go to RichTang.com slash gigs to see if I'm bringing a podcast near to you. Uh, anytime soon uh, and go to gofasterstrike.com and you can buy emergency questions of the book and also the fantastic dvd slash download of oh frig i'm 50 see you next time it's gonna be a good one i've got a feeling in my waters <laughs> <laughs>